Let's take our Bibles, go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, and uh, we're going to jump into another section here. And uh, I know why he laughed, because I have a 40-minute message and about 18 minutes to do it, so thank you very little. But uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. Maybe. Hebrews chapter 11, we've read verses 1 through 3 every week. We're going to read it again. Well, we just need to put these preacher on the, the yearly memory verse list, because we've read them every week. But look at verses 1 through 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. As I've said every week, these are God's statements, His definition of what faith is. It's His doctrinal statement. Then the rest of the chapter, He gives us examples. We've been looking at those, and uh, another verse we've been using that goes with this is Romans 1.17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We've been looking at examples of people who lived by faith, and, and we've looked at Abel and Enoch and Noah, uh, we've looked at, uh, at Abraham and Sarah, uh, we looked at when God gave the little synopsis of these all and how that applied to us, and then uh, faith in the old country. And uh, then we looked again at, at Abraham. The last week we took a detailed look at the content of Abraham's faith. And, and uh, we'll go ahead and read verses 17, and we're going to read down through verse number 20. It'll kind of review what we covered last week and then get to where we're, we'll study this week. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said... That in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. We're going to look at lessons of faith in the life of Isaac. Let's pray. Father, I pray you'd help us as we look at this passage and uh, we just take a little glimpse into the life of, of Isaac and see his faith and how it applies to every one of us. I pray you'd help us as we study in Jesus' name. Amen. It is interesting when, when we think of faith, of course, Hebrews 11 is God's Hall of Fame. And uh, it's his, uh, his listing of those he wanted to highlight their faith. And, and it's interesting when you go through the chapter, most of us would have named most of the individuals. We all would have said something about Abraham. Uh, Noah, and, and uh, we would have mentioned, uh, later on we'll talk about Moses and Joshua. Uh, people of faith, isn't it interesting that in this chapter, God doesn't mention David? He doesn't mention any of the prophets. No Isaiah, no Jeremiah, no Ezekiel, none of them. He doesn't mention John the Baptist. He doesn't mention any of the apostles. Isn't it interesting? But he does list Isaac. Now, how many of us would think of Isaac as a great man of faith? It's interesting, he only gives in this chapter one verse about Isaac. And in these verses, when God gives us a statement, he's telling us what he thought of their faith, what area of their life was that part that exemplified faith. Look again at verse number 20, what God says simply about Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. What an interesting little verse. But it gives us a little glimpse into what God thought of Isaac's faith. 
The first thing I see about Isaac's faith, and the lesson we can learn, is Isaac's faith was based upon the promises of God. It says there in verse number 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, notice this, concerning things to come. When he blessed Isaac and, and, and the faith that he had, it was because of what was going to come. Uh, we, we saw that in, uh, in verse number 18 uh, about Abraham specifically referring to his promise regarding Isaac, that in Isaac uh, shall thy seed be called. God was saying, I'm going to bless the whole world. I'm going to send the Messiah, as we saw last week. But that's coming through Isaac. It's not coming through Ishmael. So every bit of the promises God made to Abraham had to go through Isaac. And all the blessings Isaac received and all of the faith he had was tied to that promise that he never lived to see. But it was something based upon the promise of God. Uh, he, he had seen these promises <clears throat> in the life of his father and the faith that generated last week, in fact, the last two weeks, we've looked specifically at, at Genesis chapter 22. What an incredible chapter. And I, I wish we could just take some time to go verse by verse through Genesis 22. One of the most astounding chapters in all the Bible. Isaac saw his father demonstrate the kind of faith that God noted several times in Scripture. So his blessings, his faith, was based upon the promises of God. He had watched God work directly in his father's life in such a way that it affected his. What are you talking about? He was on an altar with, a, with his dad with a knife stretched out when God said it's enough. He saw that his father staggered not at the promises of God. Uh, an amazing scripture, and let me just quickly read it for you. It's in Romans chapter 4, verses 16 through 20. It says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of, a of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things were, which uh, be not as though they were, uh, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Isaac was able to see in the life of his father God's promises being kept, and that built his faith. And the, prom the faith that he had was based upon the promises not yet fulfilled, He'd watched his father trust God when it looked like there was no way to trust God. Uh, think about it. He, uh, there in Genesis 22, Isaac was with his dad when his dad said to the men, uh, I and the lad will go yonder and will come again. Isaac knew they were going to, to worship. They were going to make a sacrifice. Um, Isaac went with his father up on the mountain. He was, he's the one that carried the wood for the altar. He saw the fire. 
They asked about the lamb. What a great question. Where is the lamb? And he believed what his father said when his father responded to him, God will provide himself a lamb. Isaac allowed his father Abraham to put him on the altar. Why? Because he had seen enough in in his father's life he could trust his father's faith. The faith that he had about things to come was based upon the promises of God that he had received through his father and after watching his father. He had seen enough of his father's faith to trust him to get on an altar. That's faith. He believed, catch this, he believed that his father had heard from God. Just think about that. He believed that his father had heard from God. Our children, they watch us to see how we respond to what they know God says to us. Probably one of the most challenging things as a parent is to be sitting in a church service and a message is preached that deals with where we are spiritually and we know we need to go to an altar to deal with it and our children watch to see whether or not we go. And when we don't go, they learn from us it's okay to not respond to when God speaks to you. You know why our kids become rebellious? They learn it from us. The most difficult thing as a parent, now as a grandparent, is watching spiritual character traits in my children and grandchildren that I know where it came from. Can I get a witness? If you can't say amen, so say oh me, or ouch, something, you know. But more is caught than taught. Isaac, he had faith. Why? Because he saw it first in his father. And it was regarding the promises that were to come. Look there at Genesis 22 and verse number 15. We covered this last week briefly, but I I just want to make a couple comments that will give you another thought. Genesis 22, uh, 15. The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed, Isaac, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed, that's Jesus, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. I want to give you some thoughts about that. When the angel of the Lord, did you catch that verse number 15? It's the angel of the Lord. But when you get to verse number 16, you understand that angel of the Lord is Jesus. Because the angel of the Lord said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. Uh, Verse number 17, that in blessing I will bless thee. That's a pre-incarnate picture of Jesus. But when all these statements were made, that he said, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless your your." Your seed through Isaac, the, you're going to be a great nation, but I'm also going to bless the seed, Jesus. They were still on the mountain where Abraham was offering Isaac when that promise was made. They were still standing there next to an altar where a ram had just taken Isaac's place. Isaac was there on that mountain when God said this. He heard when God spoke to Abraham. Now, I don't know if he'd ever heard God speak to Abraham before they got on the mountain, but he believed enough in his father to go to the mountain. But while there, he observed God speaking to his father. Leads me to the question, 
do your children know that God has spoken to you? What kind of faith have your children observed in your life that they can then copy? What does your, faith, your family believe because of your faith? Everything that Isaac does from that point on was based upon what he had seen in the life of, I, of Abraham and the promises made to him and Abraham's response. Abraham learned firsthand about the faith of, I'm sorry, Isaac learned firsthand about the faith of Abraham. And it caused him to develop the same kind of faith. Isaac's blessings and, pro, and his faith was based upon the promises of God. He'd seen them in the life of his father. But then we see in Genesis 25, if you'll turn there real quickly, Genesis 25, we'll <clears throat> read just a couple verses here. Actually, a little more than a couple, about six verses. Look at verse number five. This is at the end of Abraham's life. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. Verse number seven. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived a hundred, threescore, and fifteen years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zophar, the, uh, Zohar, excuse me, the, the Hittite, which is before Mamre. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, there was Abraham buried and Sarah his wife. Notice verse 11. It came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well of Laharai. God had promised some things to Abraham, had blessed him. Abraham, by faith, responded. But now, not only did he see these, these promises fulfilled in the life of his father, he now experienced it for himself in his own life. It was not enough for him to say, well, I'm the son of Isaac. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I'm a preacher. I'm the son of a preacher. In the early days of my ministry, the places I preached were places my dad had preached. The first revival meeting I ever held was, I was 16. It was in a church that my dad had held multiple meetings. Preacher, I didn't get that meeting because of who I was. I got that meeting because of who dad was. It's the only reason I got the meeting. Nobody knew who I was. This punk 16-year-old kid. And, but, but why did I get there? Because they knew dad. That's kind of the way it was Isaac in his early, early years. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's Isaac. Oh, yeah, he's, he's Abraham's son. But when Abraham passed off the scene, Isaac couldn't live on his dad's faith anymore. It had to be his. He had made it personal. He had, he had, uh, God had done what he had promised to Abraham. Now he was giving that promise to his son Isaac, and Isaac obeyed and responded in faith. That promise of blessing was then made to Isaac's children. We see in Genesis 25, verse 23, And the Lord said unto her, to Rebekah, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one shall, uh, people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. It's talking about his two sons. What God had done for him was now going to be carried on to his sons because of his faith. We saw there in Hebrews uh, where it says... <clears throat> Uh, let's see, let me find the verse again. Verse number 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. 
he was able to pass to his sons the blessing and the faith that he had seen in his father. Generational faith. Now, we're all saved individually. You can't get saved for your kids. Amen? But every generation learns from the one before it. Let me just say this. It's one of the dangers of growing up in church. I'm a church kid. I'm a Baptist brat. Only place I've ever been is church. But the danger of that is, is we learn all the words. We know all the lingo. And it's got to get beyond what we've seen and heard. It's got to become what's real. Every generation must have a real relationship with God. Isaac had a, had a relationship with God not because he was the son of Abraham, but he had observed the faith, but he had to make it his own. Every generation needs to have a salvation testimony of their own. Amen? Uh, you don't, you're not a Christian because mom and dad were. You've got to individually come to Christ. Every generation must submit to the Word of God. Just because mom and dad obey the Bible doesn't mean you do. Every generation must submit to the will of God. It's interesting in Joshua 24, verses we're very familiar with, verses 14 and 15. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We all love that verse, we quote it, but most of us don't realize that when Joshua said that, it was at the end of his life, he was speaking about his family being his grandchildren that would serve God. He had taught them how to serve God. What a life of example of, of Joshua. But his sons and his, his grandchildren now had to, to step up. Isaac's promises, or I'm sorry, Isaac's blessings were based upon the promises of God. His state, his, his, the things that God did for him, he had been promised, but he, Isaac, by faith, had to accept him. Uh, there's a great song that uh, uh, it's in a, a Christmas cantata our church in California used to sing. And, and it's based upon the, the song we sing here, Standing on the Promises. And the thought is this, you can't stand on the promises if you don't know what they are. Isaac knew the promises God had made to Abraham, but he also knew the promises God had made to him. It was personal. Uh, remember, the Bible is what defines our faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We see this in the life of Isaac. Isaac did not see the fulfillment of the promises, but he chose to believe it when he blessed his sons. He realized the promises were prophetically applied to his sons. Blessings to Jacob, or we now know as Israel, were not seen but hoped for. And all that God was going to do through the nation of Israel. Jacob didn't see all that. His blessings to Esau were, were temporal wealth and, 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 and earthly. Isaac, his faith was based upon the promises of God. But the second major thought is this, and I've kind of covered it a little bit. His faith in God altered his interaction with his children. Because of the promises of God and his faith in them, he blessed his sons. Isaac believed God was going to bless them. He believed God was going to make two nations of his sons. We see that there in Genesis 25. We won't take time to read those again. In Genesis 27, just quickly, I'll, 
I'll give this and we'll be done. You have the story of the, the stolen blessing. The end of, of his life, Isaac is about to go to heaven and his sons, um, he calls his son in to bless him. And of course, we know that, that Jacob, the trickster, put on the, 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 the animal skin so he would, had hairy arms. So that his father would think it was his brother. And he blesses him and then his, his younger son, or his older son, Esau, comes and said, wait a minute, that was not me, that was, that, that was Jacob. So he everything left for him and he blessed him. It says in verse number 29 of Genesis 27, Let people serve thee and nations bow to thee. Be lord over thy brethren. Let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. And cursed be everyone that curseth thee. And blessed be he that blessed thee. Isaac believed the promises of God and he gave them to his children. Even when he realized, think of this, even when things did not turn out the way he expected, he expected his son Esau to get the blessing. He was fooled by Jacob. But he still believed God's promises to bless both of them. It was by faith, based upon the promises given to him, that he was able to give that to his sons. His faith in God altered his interactions with his children. There was no human reason for Isaac to bless his children, his sons. The blessing was not based upon Isaac's wealth or influence. It was based upon what God said. We can't give to our children only the temporal things of this life. Our faith needs to be passed to them just as it was passed to us. I thank God for my spiritual heritage. Remember one day I was talking about that with my parents, my grandparents that love God and serve God. And one man came to me one day and said, I don't have any of that. I don't have parents that live for God. I don't have a, a mom that was a missionary. I don't have a dad that was a preacher. I said, it doesn't matter. Because that spiritual heritage has got to start somewhere. It can start with you. Now pass it to your children and your grandchildren. He was bestowing upon his sons, Isaac was, only that which had come from God. Close with this question. How has your faith affected your relationship with your children? Isaac had a faith he got from his father. He made it his own and then passed that to his children. What a great example of faith. I'll read that verse one last time. The, just the very simple thing God said about Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Aren't you glad it's not over yet? Even when it looks like, oh, it's gotten messed up. God's not done yet. And he's going to do what he wants to do. If we'll have faith in him, he can bless us just as he did Abraham and just as he did Isaac. And then to Jacob and Esau. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the example of Isaac. May we have the kind of faith that can be passed on to another generation. May it affect how we interact with our children and grandchildren. Pray to help us in the service to follow now in Jesus' name. Amen.